friends and welcome to season two of the Nature Therapy Online podcast. My name is Stephen McCabe and I'm an ecotherapist living in Midlothian in Scotland and this is my podcast and I'm delighted that you're here listening so thanks very much. Um, So as I just said this is season two of the podcast. Season one finished a few months ago and I was running it as a weekly podcast. I did almost 50 episodes, I think, and was very much aware that I needed to stop and and, and take a little bit of stock to see how the podcast would move forward. I was very busy, Uh, still am, but things are calming down a little bit at least. And um, I have some ideas about how I'd like to move forward with the podcast. And it's pretty much in line with what I was suggesting when season one finished which is move to monthly episodes rather than weekly um it's simply been really hard to keep up with weekly podcasts and the difficulty with that is that a lot of the topics that come up are things that I'm really passionate about and and not only are they things that I'm really passionate about but they're also topics and issues that require some contemplation and and they require us and, and myself as well to take things a little slowly when we deliver to be more mindful and appreciative of of being alive, basically. And I feel like if I'm struggling to do podcasts every week and there's an element of, of rushing to get podcasts completed, then I'm not honouring the topic I'm not honoring nature and I'm not doing the I'm not doing the world of ecotherapy any justice even if only 20 people tune in and listen to each podcast if there's anything of rush that's coming through which I hope didn't come through um, but if there is because sometimes these things come through in ways you don't even realize then then I feel like I'm not doing a, 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 the job that I would like to do um as I say, I really enjoyed doing season one. I, I don't feel like I ever got to the point where I was really rushing or certainly stressing about it. But I was aware that my working life was getting busier and busier and that I needed to change things before that happened, really. So here I am. I'm going to create monthly episodes. Um, I'm not exactly sure which day of the month I'm going to release them on. And, and I think that's also a part of my new approach which is not being too strict and not being too regimented. And that flies in the face of everything you're supposed to do when you run a podcast. I'm aware of that. I'm also aware that it will mean probably less people over time will listen to the podcast. um, And that's fine with me as well. I I feel like um, I would rather produce something authentic when it needs to be produced and when I have something to share than to use it purely as a promotional tool and do everything in this regimented way. I mean, as I say, I do use it as a promotional tool, as you know, and I do share my projects and the the things that I'm up to 
um, on each episode. You know, that's it, it's uh, it's it, 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 it's a waste of a platform if I don't do that. But at the same time, if it's only a promotional tool, then it be it feels really hollow to me. It feels you know, uh, it it just feels like a commercial venture, and that is not what this is. You know, so so episodes will come as they come. They will come authentically when there's something that I need to share but I'm I'm pretty sure that I can manage a, a good sized episode each month because I'm I, this is my life and I and I love it and I'm passionate about it so you know it, 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 that shouldn't be any issue but if you if I ever am late with an episode don't worry one will come um these episodes are like nature itself when they're ready they will bloom and that's not always on time or or when we expect them so so there we go that's where i am with the podcast and and i really hope that you're all all doing well um and enjoying whatever season it is where you are whether you're in the start of summer right now in the northern hemisphere or maybe you're just moving into winter in the southern hemisphere or perhaps you're just listening to this podcast uh, sometime in the future it could be any season and that that's as I always make a point of saying on podcasts I, I I I don't assume that people are listening to these sessions these audio sessions if you want to phrase them like that um uh, as they're being recorded or on the week that they're recorded because you know that's not the case I often listen to podcasts years after they've been made so you know you might be listening 10 years in the future in the middle of spring and if that's you then then welcome person in the future isn't isn't time and technology a strange thing indeed so the theme of this month's episode i'm gonna have to get in the habit of saying that rather than this week's episode but the theme of this month's episode is music so i'm going to do an episode all about nature and music and specifically looking at the the therapeutic aspects i suppose of 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 music when it incorporates nature into it and that can be in all kinds of ways so you know somebody might write a song that has lyrics that honor nature or or celebrate nature um or just discuss nature in 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 all kinds of ways and it may be through incorporating nature sounds into the music itself um so that could be perhaps i don't know new age music classical music that brings in sound that uses the sound of birds singing or the the waves of the sea um and brings it into the music itself and and uses that as the soundscape so there's all kinds of ways that music and nature come together and I suppose just to share a wee bit about my background with music. I was a a punk musician for years. I played guitar and I sang. I screamed and I shouted and I was very angry about all kinds of things. And and my music was about sharing my anger. Primarily, I would say, um, sharing my point of views, sharing my opinions. And and I'm really happy that I did that with my life. I'm... um, I'm proud of some of the things I did, but I'm very much aware that it's not where I am in my life now. And it was something that I needed to move away from because I guess going back to that theme of authenticity, it didn't feel authentic to me anymore. I felt like I was changing as a person and yet I was continuing to do 
this music that wasn't really representing where I was in life and, and I had to put it to an end, which was very difficult. It's difficult stopping anything after 20 years. We identify with the things that we do so strongly. Um, but the reason I wanted to share that is not just because it, um, you know, is, 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 is here with this theme of music today, but it's also, you know, a big part of where I moved to where I am and what I'm doing in life was, was leaving music behind and it, making that big change. And nature taught me that it was okay not to identify with the things I identified with in my life. Music was a very authentic thing for me for many years, but as soon as things stop feeling authentic, that's usually when we need to reevaluate our lives. So, so that's a little bit about my background with music, but the music that I listen to has changed so much. You know, over the last year, um, I've been listening to a band called Dead Can Dance a lot a band who bring together alternative and spiritual music really closely. I've been listening to Yoko Ono a lot, who really honors nature in a lot of ways. And I've been listening to a lot of electronic new age music, which I never thought I would listen to. Again, going back to this thing of identification with music. We identify with music, I think, in a lot of ways. We have a very strange, I think, cultural relationship with music and there's probably a lot of music years ago that I would have really bonded with and really liked, but I wouldn't have listened to it because I didn't identify with it. I didn't think that it represented quote unquote who I am. Whereas I suppose a place that nature teaches me and teaches us to move into, I think is a space where there's flexibility and we don't have to identify so strongly with things. You know, we, we stop experience in life when we box ourselves in and shut our ears to to in this case music you know because we don't think it's it's hip enough or we don't think it represents us or it's got anything for us and these days i've been opening my ears and listening to music differently music has become like meditation to me it's something that i give when i do listen to it 100 percent to but it's something I do less. I listen to music less. And I think that there's value in listening to music less, but listening to it more closely than we would do otherwise. Because I really think that in our culture, music has become something that we consume. It's something that's there all the time in the background, whether it's in the background of a film or a movie we're watching whether it's on the background in a in a shop or a store while we're shopping whether we are just going about our everyday business we feel perhaps that we need to have the radio on maybe we feel like there needs to be some noise in the background and I feel that this really disconnects us in a lot of ways not just from nature and from what is around us naturally the sound of the birds, the sound of the wind. But I think it also disconnects us from music itself because we we begin to value it less. It just becomes this thing that's always there and something that we don't really pay attention to. And, and for me, you know, this whole thing of it being noise and being used just for drama in, 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 t in movies and, or having this, this, this purpose where it's just present without having any attention being paid to it is is something that i 
really want to move away from in my life. And I recommend that we, that we all try a little bit to do this. Um, I appreciate if we live in cities and there's a lot of noise in the background. Um, sometimes we want to choose what noise we have rather than listening to the traffic or people shouting at us. So, you know, I guess like everything I recommend on this podcast, there are no hard and fast rules, you know, but I think there's something about awareness and us being aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it so if we are using music as a background noise we know that we're doing it and we know that there's a reason that we're doing it and it's we're not just having it there and being present in our lives constantly and make creating constant noise in our minds without us really questioning why we're doing it you know this is when culture overtakes sanity to me and really yeah takes away from the art of music itself it, it good music deserves our attention and i'm telling you this because i'm going to be playing four tracks today four pieces of music four songs however you want to refer to this beautiful noise that us humans create and appreciate called music and when i do play them i want you not to just have them on in the background and not for it just to be some noise that you that 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 you hear not to become all of a sudden something that you stop listening to on the podcast because it's it's not my voice anymore sharing words um i want you to give it as much attention as you did and even if you get to the end of each song or each piece and you think no nah, didn't like that you know there's something important about giving each moment attention whether that's music or anything else in life as much as we can or as much as we can with our crazy brains anyway because um, we do have crazy minds don't we um, and it's really hard to switch off from them um, and that's partly what this podcast is all about as well if you haven't tuned in before um, paying attention specifically to nature and and I suppose nature itself is something that we need to reevaluate our relationship with it's way more important to reevaluate our relationship with nature than it is at this moment in time to reevaluate our relationship with anything else at all because for obvious reasons this is this it's imperative it, our survival depends on reevaluating the relationship and i suppose two elements of of that is the way we see nature as a resource and of course nature is a resource it's everything comes from nature every single thing comes from nature nothing just appears you know no matter how much we manipulate things and create chemicals and plastics and all kinds it all comes from nature at one point and i think there's also this thing about conquering you know when we do go out within nature um and I see this language quite a lot. And, and, and I think this has been with us for a really long time because I, I was reading this um, wonderful book called Zen and Japanese Culture by D.T. Suzuki. It's a, it's a Buddhist classic um, and, you know, it's quite dated in a lot of ways. It, it's references to Japanese culture. Of, of course, it was written almost 100 years ago. You know, Japan is like the rest of the world, a completely different place now. But, but still, there's so much about... Um, uh, the the relationship between Zen practice and and 
and nature that I think is really worthwhile and still relevant to read in this particular book. And and even then, you know, it's ref it's a hundred years ago, and and it, it's talking about Japanese culture in say 1920, and um, it, it talks about this 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 Western attitude that we have about conquering nature. You know, going up a mountain and and just being there you know, almost like I did this, you know, this is something I said I could do. And I'm not knocking that, folks, you know, if you, if you are into, you know, hiking and, 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 and climbing, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it's wonderful. But I think, it, you know, the, the, the for me, there's, there's something around our reasons that are really important to look at when we connect with nature and not just treating nature as something that we can say we've done or somewhere that we can say we've been, but actually appreciating it whilst we're there you know and and being with what's happening and being around us so if we climb an incredible mountain um we go somewhere beautiful we stop and we look and we appreciate where we are and what we're standing upon and for me this also ties in with this episode and with this theme because music that incorporates nature is inviting us to do that whether that's through the lyrics and whether that's through sounds that have been incorporated in from nature it's inviting us to pay attention to the music to the art that music is it's not just something to be consumed it's art sound art but also to appreciate nature in those moments and the sounds of nature and reality and what it's giving to us, what this music is giving to us in this moment that we're listening. Now you might hear in the background here um, some sounds from, there's a small children's nursery next to our house. And um, I live in a tiny village, so there's not much traffic going by. Um, but sometimes there's cars pulling up to drop off children at the nursery or collect them. It's The nursery is basically the only building in this village that isn't ho a house, besides a wee uh, community hall that isn't in use at the moment due to COVID. And I wanted just to draw attention to that sound that you might be hearing at the moment because I think in in many previous episodes where I was recording indoors I would often I think um, keep the windows closed or try to minimize noise from um, external sources and I've decided not to do that anymore um, first of all it's a hot day and I want to enjoy recording this podcast with you and part of enjoying it is sitting up in this little attic room and having an open window. That's, that's again, me trying to be more authentic here. But also to share with you the sounds that come from where I am and allowing them to mingle with the sounds where you are. There's my cat scratching away at something. Can you hear that? I don't know what she's destroying, but she's destroying something. And that's nature in action also. So I want you, as I move on now to start playing the songs, I want you to treat each song as a meditation. I'm going to 
introduce each song a little bit and tell you why I've chosen it as I as I move along in the podcast. And obviously the tracks that I've chosen are influenced by my taste and where I am in life. You know, music and nature blend together in so many ways and cover so many genres, so many approaches, so many cultures, you know, so many traditions. It, it, it's not something that's ever going to be captured and, and, and represented in one small podcast episode. So this is a, an invitation for you to explore more or to even ponder on where music and nature has met for you, maybe any songs that you appreciate. And if there are any songs that you appreciate and you want to share them, um, I would like you please to um, post them on the blog page for this. So I may do more episodes in the future, but it's it it, it can be difficult to get permission to to play songs from for podcasts. So I can't promise that if you recommend something to me that I'm going to be able to play it, and um, because the chances are I won't um, I won't be able to you know. So um, if you do have music that you want to recommend or something that you come across and that doesn't matter if it's this week or or you're that person listening in 10 years time please go to naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music so that's naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music and I would like you to post links to the songs there it would be really nice to have a page where we share nature music together so you will see the little blog uh, blog post that accompanies each podcast there and just scroll down to the bottom and and post away and share and let's try and make this a, a conversation and something that we share with each other so now this first track that i'm going to play is by a japanese artist called Hiroshi Yoshimura and Hiroshi Yoshimura was uh, a new age musician from Japan who was active in the 1980s and he created a lot of music that um, was played in galleries in Japan at the time so the music that he created wasn't necessarily created to be something that you listen to solely as a piece of music he wanted it to be something that influenced your experience of your environment and this was part of a of, of a bigger movement in japan in the 80s of electronic new age music that was called environmental music or japanese environmental music and i guess when we think about the term environmental we instantly think about you know, the environment and what that means for us, I guess, is, you know, outdoors, trees, nature, all of those things. But but this was meant in the broadest possible sense. So it was talking about this kind of music was referring to the environment that you're in. So sometimes music was created for uh, a, a, an exhibition and the music was as much a part of the exhibition as the the, the sculptures and the paintings and the art that was on display. 
and I really love this idea and the this particular song is called TV. It incorporates some nature sounds really beautifully, I think, and it's from an album called Green by Hiroshi Yoshimura, and it's got a, a beautiful picture of green leaves on the cover, very close up. Um, there is nature all over it. There is no, there is no lyrics. He uses sound and and he uses the environment to to portray something that's beyond words. I think so. I'm going to invite you to pay attention, to listen closely, and just to be with this song, with this piece for the next four minutes. When your mind wanders, just bring it back to the sound. This is Hiroshi Yoshimura and TV.
Thanks for listening, folks, and I really hope that you appreciated um, Hiroshi Yoshimura, and I encourage you to find out more. Um, again, I'm going to be listing these songs with some links on my website, on the blog page for this podcast, so you can check out the links and the artists at naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music. So that's naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music. Now I'm going to play something very different. It's by a band called Dead Can Dance. So you may know this band. They're, um, they're pretty famous. They are a band from Australia comprise, comprising of two people, Lisa Gerrard and Brendan Perry. And they formed in the 80s and they're still active now. Um, I think they are they like a genre of music all by themselves. I find it very hard to define this band. And, and I only really started listening to their music just over one year ago. And I can tell you that going through their back catalogue is like discover. It is like discovering a whole new genre in itself. I, I you know, some people refer to them as neoclassical. Um, there are elements of perhaps eighties um, goth at times. There is touches of classical music. There's medieval chant. There, are, there are all kinds of things. This band are just beautiful. They, they, they. they exudes spirituality and this particular song that I've chosen to play is from their 1987 album called Within the Realm of a Dying Sun and the song itself is called Persephone. Now if you don't know the the myth of Persephone um, I did actually tell this story in one of my podcasts so so I encourage you to go back and, and listen to the story because um, Lisa Gerard, in most of her songs, she sings in her own language. She's not singing in any particular um, known, uh, recognized language. And um, that's something that's important to know. So, you know, if you find your mind wandering as you're listening, and what, what language is it she's singing? She's singing her own language. She's singing Lisa Gerard language, um, which is beautiful and wonderful and and, and accessible for us all in that respect. So this song represents that energy of the story. And if you don't know the story very briefly, it's, um, it's a Greek myth about the daughter of the goddess of the corn or the goddess of the crops, Demeter, who is kidnapped and taken underground by Hades. And each year she's released. And when she's released back to her mother, that's when spring comes alive again. Because when her daughter is taken away from her, Demeter doesn't bless the crops in anger and in sadness of missing her daughter. And this is this story is a, an encapsulation or a, a metaphor for this, the, the, the processes that nature goes through. Um, I think it's beautiful. I think this song is beautiful. So this is Persephone, The Gathering of Flowers by Dead Can't Dance.
Hey folks, I hope that you 
enjoyed that. Um, it's a song that just it just raises the hairs on the back of my neck. It it just it it just speaks in a way that 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 lyrics don't, and that's so funny for me because I was one of those people um, who regarded lyrics as the most important part of a song. Um, I was always like that. Even if I didn't like the music of a song, if I could connect with the lyrics, I would end up liking the song. So I suppose I looked at it primarily um, it, it, primarily from a very different perspective music than I do now. Because I'll be honest with you, I've changed so much in my relationship to music that sometimes I find lyrics a distraction. Even when someone has beautiful poetical poetical i think i'm just making that up beautiful poetic lyrics i find that it sometimes distracts from the feeling of the music that that this this energy that music exudes and i've really changed in that respect but having said that um the reason that i i said that is because i'm actually about to play a song um that connects with nature through lyrics primarily and it's the only one of the four songs i'm choosing um, that connects with nature in this way and this is a track by Yoko Ono and it's a, a rewritten version of an old track um, that she wrote many years ago called I Love You Earth and this is from her most recent studio album which is called Warzone um, it's an incredible album um, I think Yoko Ono is a very judged musician. I think she I think she made music at a time when making experimental and interesting music as a woman um and also as a, a woman of a, in the west of a different race um also being married to someone who was the most celebrated male musician of that time, or at least one of them. I think what she went through was horrendous. I think the way she was treated and spoken about as an artist and as a musician was horrendous. And, and I think something that we often do when we listen to, to female musicians is judge them in ways that we wouldn't judge men. So often people, I think, pick up, pick up on her voice and say, well, you know, oh, she, you know, she's, her voice is really, really shaky. It's not very strong. Oh, she can't sing. She can't hit these notes and all of this. And I think people are right in a lot of ways, but I think you could also say the same thing for Bob Dylan and David Bowie and many other male musicians. And, and, and the reason I bring her up is because I think she's been such a mistreated artist that I think sometimes we go in, we listen to a Yoko Ono song with, with the the hate that was given to her in mind. We've we've somehow you know any if we've been paying attention to popular music anyway, and we know of Yoko Ono, I think we bring that with us when we're about to listen to a Yoko Ono track. So I I, I just wanted to flag flag that up. You might still really dislike the song anyway, and that's totally fine. But I guess that's part of being mindful, and part of mindfulness is how we. For me, it's how we engage with culture and, and how we try to disentangle, um, I guess, our collective our collective judgments about, about certain artists based on certain things. So this song, if I can, 
I'm going to get off my political high horse there. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping off it. Can you? Even the kids are shouting at me from outside. I don't know if you can hear. Like, shut up. This is a nature podcast. We don't want it. Um, I, I think it's important, but I'm moving away from it. And I just want to share this. It's called I Love You Earth. It's so heartfelt. It's so beautiful. And, um, and, and, and I love you, Yoko. That's all I'm going to say. Here we go, folks. I hope you like it as much as I do. I love you, Earth. You are beautiful. I love the way you are. I know I never said it to you, but I want to say it now. I love you, I love you, I love you, Earth. I love you, I love you, I love you now. I love you, Earth, you are beautiful. I love your valleys, I love your mornings, in fact, I love you every day. I know I never said it to you, why, I would never know. Over blue mountains, over green fields, I want to scream about it now. I love you. I love you, I love you, Earth. I love you, I love you, I love you, now. You are a meeting point of infinity. You are a turning point in eternity. I love you, I love you, I love you, Earth. I love you, I love you, I love you now. Okay, folks, I really hope that you appreciated that beautiful little song by Yoko Ono, I Love You, Earth, and that's from her album Warzone. Now I'm going to play the, the, the last song of this nature and music themed episode. And um, it's more in the vein of the first track I played by Hiroshi Yoshimura. And it's by an American artist called Pauline Anna Strom. Now Pauline Anna Strom made music in, 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 some, in some ways in a similar vein to the, the Japanese environmental music I was talking about before, but um, perhaps was a little bit more psychedelic at times. Um, and the music, this particular song, um, is, it, it, it's electronic, it's minimal, it's beautiful, I think, and it incorporates water sounds, I think, in a really peaceful and lovely way. Um, so again, we're moving back into that realm of, of 
of of music without lyrics and even without voice um just the sound of, of very simple beautiful electronic music incorporating the sounds of nature so this track is called emerald pool and i will link to it on the on, on, on my page on my website for this podcast which is naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music where i will have links to all of the songs i've played today and this is pauline anastrom and emerald pool
Thank you, folks. I really hope that you appreciated that track also. And that track was also um, from the 1980s. I should have mentioned it's quite an old track, although she's still making music today. And something that I think is worth mentioning about Pauline Anna Strom in relation to Nature Connection is that she donates some of the um, the profits of her music to a charity that cares for iguanas. She's got a passion for iguanas and um, I think she's had a pet iguana for a very long time. Um, you can see it sometimes in her videos and it's something that has, uh, I think, come up in her music and the themes. Um, she really respects these animals and where they are either mistreated or, um, you know, having their, their habitat destroyed, there are... are uh, charities out there that 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 care for them and that's something that she's very passionate about and something that she dedicates the some of the profits of her music towards which i think is a really beautiful thing especially for underground musicians who don't make millions in the way that mainstream artists do to to still prioritize um charitable causes and nature and to to put their money where their mouth is i think it's a really honorable thing to do so i want to say thank you pauline anna strom for doing that um i think it's uh, really really important and um really should be acknowledged for the artists who who do that so okay so that brings me to the end of the tracks that i'm playing um i want to say that i've really enjoyed doing this episode i've actually had this um you know in my diary for a really long time but it's something that i wanted to give um give some real time to and some thought to i wanted to choose the tracks um wise, wisely i hope i hope i have i hope um i hope that you've connected with them i wanted to i guess bring this topic up in and be represented by diverse pieces of music and um, I think that's been one of the benefits of moving over to monthly episodes rather than weekly because I knew that it was a big topic. I knew there was lots of aspects to this that I wanted to discuss and I wanted to really give it the time it deserved. And and, and I feel like I've been able to do that. I feel like I have, I guess I feel like I have the energy to and I'm hoping that this is how season two will be i'm hoping this is how moving forward with monthly podcasts will go um you know i i i i feel like i've got the energy to go deeper into a topic than than perhaps i than perhaps i have before so as i said before it would be really just such an incredible thing if you have songs that you know of that bring nature and music together that you want to share. And if you do, please go to naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music and post it in the comments with a link. That's naturetherapyonline.net forward slash podcast forward slash music. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash nature therapy online 
and you get lots of lovely rewards if you give a small financial monthly donation to the podcast to help keep it going, um, including access to our monthly nature chat events and nature-based tarot readings in the post and and other other fun and, and things things that will support your nature connection, hopefully. So um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks for sticking around and still listening while I took a few months off to, to figure out what I wanted to do. And thank you for caring about this topic, this, this, this huge, vast and important topic of how we reconnect with nature, not just for ourselves, but for the well-being of the planet and for humans also. So thanks, folks. Take care. Have a lovely month. And I will see you next month. Bye-bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net